You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. This week, as always, we have an exciting show um, full of bubble information but we are going to kick this show off and head over to the NFL. Um, this week's segment, we're going to start this segment off and we're going to call it, He Fumbled the Bag. So first we're going to talk about Kima Sivaran. This was an undrafted rookie um, who went to the Seahawks, who was cut this week for, guess what? Trying to sneak a woman in. Um, to the hotel room where his teammates were staying. What's even funnier about this story is that not only was he trying to sneak this woman into the hotel room, um, he also tried to pose her off as an NFL player. Now, I don't know how this woman was built, but I don't really know how he was going to be able to accomplish that. Um, As I mentioned, he was undrafted, and because of these actions, he is cut. We're not talking about a suspension. We are talking about straight up cut from the team. I wonder how the guys are feeling about this. First of all, I, I, I just say with a $2,000 signing bonus, I hope he wasn't paying for it. <laughs> hey, listen, this story has too many holes too many holes it's just embarrassing it's embarrassing so on so many levels i'm thinking this is my theory y'all this is my theory my theory is is either one or two things first a vet set him up as a guinea pig because they knew he wasn't gonna make the team so he took one for the team to see how it worked the other thing is he probably took a fall he took a fall for another player because it's hard for me to believe that um, a rookie, a rookie being undrafted would had a gall to do something that crazy. It just don't make no sense. That's why I think it had to be so many holes in the story. Because you got to think, first of all, you wasn't even drafted. Your whole life, you worked that hard to have this opportunity. And for you to try to be the person that's going to sneak somebody in, in, in the building, man, listen, he got to be retarded. And, and I don't believe that's the case, so... That's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, in all fairness, in all fairness, we know that last week, um, Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B came out with a song called WAP. I will not tell our listeners what those initials stand for, but use your imagination. And, um, you know. We are praying. We are praying, I thought it was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> worship and praise, okay? That's it. <laughs> But so with that said, you know, everybody was, was in a little bit of a spicy, you know, a spicy mood. It was a spicy atmosphere last week. So maybe Kima thought like, hey, like this is the perfect opportunity. Like you, you, you still not with it at all? I have no idea. And I'm not going to say for your bag. See, this is the problem with young people. They think, they think of instantaneous you know, they have goldfish. No, actually, goldfish has a longer attention span than we do at this point. And didn't think about his whole NFL career. He might have made a, uh, the team. He might have done something because, you know, people are opting out. He could have made a team. He could have done something to secure his, his career. But he opted it for what? A one-night stand or two-night, whatever it may be. This dude, come on, man. He must have been smoking weed or something. <laughs> come on, Grandpa Phil. Young people, are these young people, this is what they don't need to know. I mean, uh, the issue is he made a dumb decision. Uh, I don't know what he was possibly thinking. I mean, number one, it's COVID-19. At the end of the day, we know you don't got to be exhibiting symptoms. Like, why are you even putting yourself in a position? It's one thing if you are the star player on the team. That's just a, a, a reprimand. But to be an undrafted player is just... The dumbest thing I ever heard. Like, just wait. I I agree with Evan. I I say, if anything, he should have played the sick role like he had. Like, he had to lead the the bubble or the hotel. 
But to try to bring somebody in, I just don't think this guy was the first one to do it. There's no way that I think he was the first one to do it. I just think he, a rookie made a rookie mistake, but a couple of veterans already did it, but they weren't rookies to this thing. <laughs> but the rookie, yeah. he took the fall because he's a rookie. <laughs> now, here's the, here's the question I have for these pro athletes. Do they have a roommate? Yeah, I don't nobody. think so. Or do they sleep on their own? <laughs> it probably it depends on the circumstances right now, but you know it don't matter. Because when I was in college, I had a roommate, and we had something called the uh, put up the sheet. So <laughs> these, boys, <laughs> these dudes ain't coming. It's the same fellas, same track record. People going to do what they do when they thirsty. And this is obviously a thirsty brother. Wow. What I mean, what's crazy about this, and and I agree, like, he was just dumb. Because at the end of the day, you have to keep everything in perspective. You are a young, undrafted guy that got your opportunity. You secured your bag, right? And you let a girl mess up your opportunity like like you weren't the elite right like you weren't uh pat mahomes like <laughs> you had to claw your way to where you are so i just i just for the life of me this is probably the dumbest move of like the month forget the week like i haven't heard anything that was dumber than this and then What's even weirder is I need more details because I'm like, how are you trying to disguise this young woman as one of your teammates? <laughs> like, what in the Dwight Howard was going on there? Like, <laughs> I just don't understand <laughs> what's going on. I'm so confused. He must have tried to pretend she was a punter. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only position we're going to go with. And he might have gave her a beard, a little mustache or something. I don't, I don't know what he did. This guy had to be real creative. Baby girl, throw this hoodie on right here. We're going we're gonna to give you some whiskers or something. I don't know. But he had to do something crazy because this fella's going to go down in history. But guess what? It might have been a man. We don't know. <laughs> it was a woman, Phil. It was a woman. It it was if, it was, if it was not a man, if it was a man, it would have came out pretty clear. Oh, yeah. It was bringing a man into the room. Right. It could have been a man identified as a woman. We don't know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I'm just like, this is completely ridiculous. And the NFL had very strong words for him. It's like, you put your team at risk, you will get cut. Like, we are not making concessions for this type of behavior. And I get it because in this COVID season, you really don't want to put people at risk. These players have families, you know what I mean? So it's like your action is, is far reaching if, yeah. if you bring some COVID laced chick yeah. in the hotel. I have to, I have to, I have to ask you this though. And I know you know the answer. Mm -hmm. Now, NFL have set a precedent they can't, they can't, they can't, they won't be able to cash that check because if Russell Wilson brings in Sierra, he's not getting cut. Mm -mm. There's no way you're telling me that. So I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about what the NFL, the Tony set with making that move. I think they should have been a little bit more lenient towards that fellow just because now you just set a precedent. You're cutting people, you know, if they, they bring, if they get caught. Well, I'll I'll put it out like this. It's different if someone is trying to bring their wife into the bubble that they know is home in quarantine. Like, that's their family. You are bringing a girl who's for the streets <laughs> into the bubble. We don't know how many other hotel rooms this chick probably tried to sneak in. So I'm like, there's a greater risk, right? Because what, what's the NFL going to say? Keep your wife out? don't bring her here. I mean, chances are no one is going to be reprimanded or cut for those actions, but she belongs to the streets. She probably wasn't even a groupie. Who's a groupie for a guy with $2,000 a month gets a $2,000 signing bonus. 
is, yeah, man, we got to check that number too. That is crazy right there. That is disrespectful. Crazy. I mean, I'm I'm all for you know taking the opportunity when it comes, and sometimes sometimes you have to you know come in on the low just to kind of get your feet in there and move up. But two thousand dollars. I no mean, way I believe that. No way in the world I believe that. We he's he's an undrafted. Money. He's an undrafted rookie. Man, it don't matter. I know undrafted people got seventy thousand dollars just to come just to come for training camp. Yeah, <laughs> like or more. I, I mean, That's the low end. <laughs> Two thousand dollars to the oh, NFL man. is like here's an icy and a bag of Skittles. Welcome to the team. Right. Or oh, here's the conspiracy right here. Maybe they knew he was gonna be the test dummy for it. So they just gave him a little bit of money to be the test dummy for everybody. True. To test waters. True. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who so more, look, moral of the story, listeners, you cannot be so thirsty in life that <laughs> you let one bad decision <laughs> cause you to bad. fumble the bag that you worked so hard to get. And, and imagine him going home to his hood. Like, those <laughs> dudes are going to clown every fiber of his being. <laughs> I wonder if he knew he was getting cut and he was like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to do it all. Maybe he knew he's, I'm getting cut the next day. Like it doesn't it had matter. To be, uh, it had to be, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but, but then it would have been all for nothing. Cause it's not like he was able to sneak the girl and have a good time. Like he got caught. Like the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. I got it. We, we, we will get more of these details soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I am, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Like, I'm I'm going to see if I could get some updates on this because th- this is just too funny to me. That was a New York Knicks move right there. Uh, come on now. <laughs> no, we are not that bad. We are not that bad. Smell like Embiid move for me and Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, now, let's go over back to the bubble. We all know that the NBA is where all the excitement is. Um, is where all the matchups are. We're seeing some of the most amazing play um, in this bubble so far. Um, I would like to, in honor of last week's episode, I know to our listeners it may have seen that we were really, really hard on Philip because Philip had this perspective about the Phoenix Suns as being the most talented team, the best, and he tried to like backtrack and say that they were the best as of August 9th. However you look <laughs> at it, um, Philip had a very strong position about the Suns. Last week, they were 5-0 when we aired that show. They ended the bubble run um, being 8-0. They played phenomenal. Phenomenal. However, that 8-0 resulted in them not only not making it to the playoffs, but clinching home couch advantage. And in honor of our co-host, Phil, we would like to give a moment of silence um, for the Phoenix Suns and their endeavors. That's enough. What, 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 eight seconds? What, what this has shown us, I remember growing up and being very ambitious and being raised in a very ambitious household. And my parents always said, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But this has shown us that if you start bad enough, it don't even matter how you finish. Phil, would you like to say any parting words before we transition? Number one, I would like to say, Phoenix Sun, you did your part. You won eight straight games. You were the best team in the bubble. Oh, my gosh. And the number and the record show. You had the best coach in the bubble as the Coach Monty was bubble coach of the, of the Disneyland. You got your Mickey Mouse trophy. It's sad that you have to go home, but guess like Monty said, you earned the respect. All right? And next year, I expect you to do the same thing. Start off hot, cool off by December, and flame out by All-Star game. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Oh, okay, Phil. I mean, I I I love the energy, um, but they're home um just like us. So there's that. I, I will say, I think it honestly, I will say I would have preferred to see 
the Phoenix Suns versus the, the Portland Charles Blazers on on yesterday as opposed to um, Memphis. Because Memphis wasn't full strength. It would be interesting to see two closers going at it in a tense battle. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these these exhibition uh, championships is, is, is really – getting the audience right now, but I'm not fooled by this exhibition play right here. Like like most of us. I'm not fooled by this. <laughs> what do you mean exhibition? They were playing for something. Man, listen. Come on. Playing it, you playing your best basketball outside of the playoffs. It don't really mean nothing, man. Bubble 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 champs got sent home with bubble gum. <laughs> They're relevant. Listen. They played the best. They played the hardest. It's just that they couldn't catch up because of what they've done uh, during the regular season. I mean, post-March uh, when the season canceled. So that's not their fault. They did their part. And come on, the Blazers almost got sent home. All right? They almost got sent home. So they, by, the, by luck or drawstring, whatever you want to call it, they, they made it in. And I'm rooting for the Blazers. And I'm a mellow fan and so forth. And they played great. But the fact remains, those two free throws they miss against the Blazers miss against the Clippers could have easily send them home if Levert didn't uh, hit that shot. So come on, bubblegum. Wait, shit. I'm confused. You are are we talking about the Blazers playing the Clippers like last weekend, or the Blazers playing Brooklyn? We're talking about we're talking about both because Damian Lillard <laughs> missed those two free throw shots. It all depended upon that uh, that that Levert three point step back that almost went in. If that three point step back went in, we wouldn't sing in what song? It would have been the it would have been my Phoenix versus um, Memphis, right? So that's what I'm saying. I have nothing Nobody else to wanted say. to see that first of all. Plus, it wasn't a three point step back. Like he was clearly like in the arch, like in the bubble. He was in the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Like it it wasn't quite a three-point step back. I mean, I hear you though. But Phil, I love that you brought up the Blazers, and and you know you you say oh they almost didn't make it, but none of that matters because they're in the playoffs, right? They're the eighth seed on the West. And you can't talk about the Blazers without talking about Dane and how dominant he has been. This guy averaged at least 50 points in the bubble. It may be just a little over 50 to will his team into the playoffs, right? So I want to get your guys' perspectives on different, different aspects of Dane's game. Let's talk about his performance. What do you guys have to say about Dame's performance in this bubble? Phenomenal. Just just phenomenal. I mean, when you watch a Brooklyn game, <clears throat> honestly, Portland doesn't deserve Dame, right? Portland doesn't deserve Dame because he is shooting shots from the logo comfortably. I mean, he is just on another level right now. And we're getting prime Dane being wasted in Portland who can't play a lick of defense. Yes. I mean, what else are we going to say? They, they call him Logo Lillard right now, man, and, and rightfully so. He's shooting logo shots effortlessly, man. So he's on a different planet right now. Um, but to Evan's point, it's so sad. It's so sad for me to watch because I'm like – your team defense, I mean, is the worst I've seen, man. You got poor Melo down there trying to fight for rebounds. People getting four and five extra possessions because you guys can't get a rebound. So, you know, I hate to see it, man, but Dame is going to be fishing soon too. But he's must-see TV right now because that brother is on a different planet right now. And I'm talking about everybody in the league. He's oh, on yeah. A planet right now. Yep. I have to give it to Dame. Um, he earned every dollar. He was he's killing everyone. He was determined to do what he needed to do. So I'll give him credit that that he came. He said he's not playing for he's not playing just to be there. He's playing to get into the playoff. But you know, like I, I agree with you, Cal Cal. He will be fishing because that team don't play defense. But for his personal performance and bubble MVP, best players thus far, kudos to Dame. You know what? And it remind me of the. I don't want to. I don't sound blasphemous, but it remind me of almost how D Wade had that run in the playoffs that year when they won the uh, finals. 
he was just like it was on another level. But because Dane right now is actually from 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 when I looked at it, he's shooting forty three percent from the three point line right now. Mm-hmm. He's shooting fifty percent from the field, and he's averaging forty points basically. So it's like. And it's eight games. It's not like it's, this is two, three games, like what T.J. Warren was doing in the beginning. He, he, he ran off a couple games. He cooked us for 50 points. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell the truth. But Dame is consistently torching folk at 50%, shooting from basically the three-point line and, and, and the field goal. So, I mean, I mean, we're, we're watching some epic that can go down in history just for, like, a, you know, for the amount of games he did and, and for, like, the circumstances, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think the the last game that I was able to watch was the Blazers against um, the Nets. And I was so frustrated because as talented and as out-of-worldly as Dame is right now, that team could not get a rebound. (laughs) As as a matter of fact, I was texting you guys, like, why – can't they get a rebound? So I have serious concerns. Um, obviously, Dame upset in the lake. I mean, that would be that would be the talk of the century if that happens. The reality of that happening is slim because you know you have CJ, and, and we'll talk about that matchup later. Like, there's some issues there, but I mean, I just got to give it up to Dame. Like, I haven't seen – it's something in his eyes. Like, when you watch these games, he has this fire, and he is so locked in and motivated. And you just mentioned he's shooting 43% from three-point land. Mm. Dudes aren't even shooting 40% from the field. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So – I mean, that is bananas. And, not, and beyond, nine dimes, too, though. Nine dimes a game. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's literally doing everything. I have not seen play like this over a stretch um, of eight games in a long time. And quite frankly, I'm glad he's in the playoffs because the reality is everybody is tuning in to see what Dame does next. Like, whether you want to admit it or not. Is he the best point guard in the NBA right now? Um, you talking about bubble teams or no, 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 in NBA. general? In general, ooh, I won't go that far because I, I, I don't know if I'll go that far. Who would you put ahead of him? I put Steph. Yeah, I, yeah, I would easily put Steph ahead of him. Um, that's one person I put ahead of him. Um, every, Kyrie. I, 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 I wouldn't pick Kyrie in front of him. I think everything else is argue, arguable. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I think as far as Steph is concerned, that's the only one I can think of right now. Steph, I think is – I don't think you can put him right there with Steph. Like, one of my friends put up a post. It's like, who would you choose um, to be a point guard right now? And it was between Kyrie and Dame. And I chose Dame. I would take um, Dame. But, Ky- I mean, Kyrie is, is – Let's not act like Kyrie's not a beast now. Um, so yeah, yeah. The only the only reason my why issue I, with Kyrie. I, I, go ahead, Kel. No, no, you got it. You got it, bro. My thing with 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 Kyrie. If you put Dame on Brooklyn with 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 KD, it's oh, a championship guaranteed. Kyrie, guaranteed I don't th- I don't th- I don't think it's guaranteed guaranteed championship. I I don't think Kyrie makes his teams better. Mm-mm. I agree with that. He's a great individual talent, but in terms of, like, pushing the needle, like, Chris Paul has taken OKC, which wasn't supposed to be in the playoffs, to be, what, a fifth seed mm-hmm. in the West? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see Kyrie doing that on that team. I see Kyrie pouting, putting up these cryptic posts, talking about, <laughs> you know, is the flat. earth flat, round, square? Is the Rubik's Cube, you know? <laughs> or, 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 or let's even go, the track record supports your, your argument, Ed. Even if we go to the Celtics, imagine oh Dane God. playing with that talent that, that oh, man. Oh. Had with the Celtics. That, that's number one seed in the East right now. Yeah, that's what I'm Finals. saying. So, I mean, that, that argument is well supported. I don't think nobody yeah. can argue that. Yeah. I concur. I I, 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 was, I would definitely take Dane for a simple fact. He actually passes the ball. He makes his teammates better. He's unselfish, you know, and he doesn't demand. He does his part, and he helps his other teammates do their part. 
McCollin, his his his, his yeah, I came in sidekick. He's like, yeah, what he's like, you know, he got him going, and he then they they have good friendship. He's actually a, a team you will a player you will want to start your team around. Start with. Feel with Kyrie. Kyrie's probably really more like a two guard that in a six four body. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think you give Kyrie a point guard and allow him to just focus on uh, scoring. Point. That's that's a good team. I mean, that's and that's pretty much what happened with LeBron. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say that's what he did. LeBron. LeBron knew that. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out to LeBron, man. LeBron. <laughs> shout out to LeBron. Shout out to LeBron. LeBron made Kyrie a champion, man. He made it Kyrie a champion. We all know everywhere Kyrie go. When he's not with LeBron, he looking like he looking like just a, a, a Harlem Globetrotter or a Rucker player. <laughs> Let me tell you something. LeBron needs to be shouting out Kyrie for that defense he played um, in the fourth quarter against Golden State. Like everybody always want to talk about LeBron. Like if Kyrie ain't have some bailout package um, in that series, like let's Kyrie did his little job. Let's not get crazy. This is not LeBron led led the whole series in points, rebounds, and assists. Let's not get crazy. But 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 Kelvin, yes, like in statistical number. I mean, we have triple double Westbrook that that led statistically amounts to nothing though. What did did Westbrook go? I'm talking about I'm talking about on the highest level in winning a championship. I'm not talking about a regular season triple double. That didn't amount to nothing. Right. Numbers up at the highest level. Kelvin, in that last game, in the last four minutes of that series against Golden State, mm-hmm. you going to sit here and say that wasn't Kyrie's doing and solidifying that win? For scoring purposes. But the game is way bigger than scoring, right? LeBron, LeBron was not only facilitating, but the most epic block in NBA history changed the momentum of that series against Iguodala. We, that was a big block. Are, are we are we going to forget that? That changed the whole no, moment no. of that game. So okay. LeBron was doing that. The only thing you ever going to tell me about Kyrie is he was scoring. That's it. I mean, that's it. No, he I, also did defensive was against no Stephen. Stephen, did he Kyrie's stop Stephen? Kyrie's not a defender. Kyrie's not a well, defender. But at that game, y'all. he did. At that game, that moment, he did, right, Dion? <laughs> did he stop? He did. He did. He did. So we're going to give him a pat on the back and get a stop. We're yeah, going to get a yeah. pat on the back for getting stopped. Because we're not used to him yes. getting stopped. Yes, what is this, this is about Dane. I'm going defer- to go back. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. Okay. Hey, I got a little too excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, like, I always get super excited when we talk about playoff ball. But <laughs> back to Dane. So we all agree he's completely phenomenal. Yes. What should we expect from him in the first round against the Lakers? Hmm. I would say this. Uh, he's going to be consistent the same way, but the problem is this. The Lakers actually play defense. Uh, so they do, but not right now. Well, they will. They will be. So I, I'm going to say, and I'm going to make my prediction, is Dame's going to keep being Dame. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to score. He's going to dish. But you have to stop the opponent. You can't rely upon misses, right? You can't rely upon misses. Dame is not missing right now, but where he's 50%. So the other what happened to the other 50% missed shots or you know they're going to block or stop. So I I expect him to be the same but the rest of the team ugh. I'm going with I'm going with Dane high 20s high 20s for that's average and probably double digit assists. High 20s for a scoring average in the series. So about 27 to 30, 27 to 30, something like that. And about about 12 dimes a game. And and then and then I'm 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 just telling y'all now, it's four to one. I'm going four to one. Okay. And, and yeah, five game, five game. That later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna revisit that. But I, so far as Dame go, twenty high twenties, about twelve assists. Okay. Um, I would say Dame is is gonna be averaging at least 30 against the Lakers. Um, I agree with us, sis. He'll be somewhere in the ballpark of like 10 to 11 or so. Um, Will it be enough? And we'll get into this later. I don't think so. All right, so um, let's move on. 
um, and go on to the next segment. So we had all this uh, um, excitement about these playing games, and obviously Portland secured and solidified their spot in the playoffs. They played um, Memphis yesterday and was able to win that game. All right, so the question is, should we have playing games going forward in general, or was this just a really good experiment for the bubble experience? May I take this one? I think I love it. Why? Of course, the NBA loves it. It generates more money, more viewership, more people in for the ride. Do you remember a few years ago when it was, I think, Denver and... I can't remember. They literally had the same record, but because of percentage, they um, Denver was out, and uh, another team was in, and it was an eight nine um, seated. It was eight nine ten. It was three teams. I, I like this 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 playoffs. Um, it gives us opportunity. Maybe the Knicks could push somehow and, get, and do a play in and see the playoff. But overall, for the NBA, is a perfect little gimmick, a perfect way to uh, stream more revenues, more viewership. And fans will and will actually make that regular season count. Every game will count in that regular season. More towards, hey, we could do this. We got to keep winning and so forth. Because I think some teams, and it's not their fault. You're traveling. You're going day to day. You get tired. Some games you'll be up for. Some games you're not. Your body, you know, back-to-backs and so forth. So I think this will put Owens on the season counting more and more uh, better basketball we'll see throughout the season. That's just me. I don't... Um, I don't like it unless like, it's like a half game difference, like a half game or same record. Right. But here's what I do like. I would like the NBA playoffs to be a bubble. Now, what, what do you mean by that? Like you would want the playoffs to be a bubble. I want an all one central location. Okay. I mean, I think I think you'll have people who will travel to come see the team, just like Super Bowl. You have teams, uh, people who come travel to the game. Because one thing I hate is like the 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 way the schedule works out. You have two games, and it'll be three games, and it's like all this traveling. Eh, I would like to see NBA playoffs in a bubble. Yeah, and I'm and I'm cool off both of these ideas. <laughs> First of all, I mean, eighty-two games. You should be able to find, like, all these years that the league been around, it's been fine. Uh, let the bubble be unique uh, with the playoff, with the uh, with the play-in games. Just leave it alone. Let it be like what it was. I mean, what do you do with stats and everything like that? Do they get more points towards their stats and careers now because they got another game that everybody else didn't have? I, I just don't know. You know, I, I don't. I think it's unnecessary, but it was necessary for the situation that we in. So just let our situation be unique. Now, as far as what Evan was talking about, no, no way. I can't. I'm not traveling to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Orlando if the Sixers is playing in the playoffs. I want to go down to the to the Wells Fargo Center, man. Like you, 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 you're depriving me of being a fan if you do that bubble thing. Everybody don't have money. It's not a Super Bowl. And you imagine those tickets to be able to go somewhere like that. No, 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 it's gonna mess up the game. Real fans is in the in the city of their teams, and you gotta earn home court advantage as part of the game. Don't mess point. up the game. That's a good point. Yeah, Kelvin, I I think I'm in line with that. Um, just because if you have a bubble playoffs, you foreclose many, many people that would probably support their home team. With that said, I didn't think I would like the bubble as much as I actually do, but I really, really like it. And quite frankly, I mean, they did a good job with those screens and the noise because it sounds like a real game. Like, I have been enjoying this bubble experience, quite frankly. Um, but as far as doing it long term, nah, I, I, I don't know if, if I will want that to happen. Let us move on to some more... Um, hard-hitting topics in the NBA. And of course, I'm speaking of none other than Giannis. And so this week, this week, now I know Nuck If You Buck is an old Negro spiritual. It is for me. Um, Giannis took it literal. Uh, He turned into his team mascot, and he had but um, Mo Wagner from the Wizards this week, 
right? So how do we feel about star players being the goons on the team? Uh, uh, this wasn't a goon move. I mean, he 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 hit a, a scrub. Like <laughs> at least at least Jordan B punched uh, took to went on at, at Carl Anthony Towns another star. Like so, I mean, it was kind of like stupid. Like at, at the end of the day, I feel like if you want to give him a consequence, you should make him miss the first game in the playoffs, not a one game that doesn't even matter anymore. The number one seed's already set. Yo, I couldn't disagree more with Evan. This, yo. It makes me mad. If I'm the top player on your team, there's no way you should let me handle my own beef. You mean too much to your team. Like, if, if I'm on the Bucks team, it got to be at least three guys right there that's taking care of my beef, man. I mean, I'm not saying you to punk or nothing, because obviously he's not. But in, in, a, in a situation where, you know, you see somebody confront and they, about to, they, they, they can line up with each other, I'm pushing Deion's back. I'm I'm already bump Wagner out the way. You know, I don't like the culture that it has over in Milwaukee. That to me, that cancels him out for me because if he's taking care of his own beefs, he's a loud mouth on the team. He gotta be the best player, the best defender, the the the, the toughest. He he's not Jordan, by the way, just, just for the record. But even Jordan had an Oakley, you know what I'm saying? Or people that's gonna step up and say something. I don't see nobody on the soft bucks. I was hoping Matthews would be that guy, but I don't see nobody on the soft bucks that's going to step up like they need to step up. But, yeah, go ahead. No, I agree. Um, the bucks, that's going to be their demise. They're soft. They, um, Giannis should not be, Giannis should never approach that to that point. Somebody should have jumped in between, take care of that business, and that way he could focus on the game. Now, a scrub gets you to your head. So guess what's the blueprint? Just mess with him. Eventually he's going to blow up and then he's out the game and then what happened to Milwaukee? So I agree with Calvin. I mean, who who, who did you guys expect was going to be like that guy for Giannis? Uh, the Lopez? The Matthew. Lopez? I, I wanted Matthews to be it. Or a bench guy. You always got to have a guy on your team. And we talked about this before, I me mean, ever before about the Sixers and things like that. You always got to have a guy on your team that is about that life. Like, you just have to because you got – he got to do all the dirty work and keep me clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, his job, Giannis should be flopping every time somebody hit him. Because, like, like LeBron, take a page out of LeBron book. When LeBron got pushed that year when he was playing in Chicago – he went across the, the, the floor. I mean, he, he slid about 20, 20 feet, uh, just, just selling himself. And he refused to get into a fight. You know what I'm saying? Because LeBron understands his value. So you got other players that's going to step in that might – and you had uh, my man from um, – what's the – Haslam. Haslam was always going to do whatever it takes to cover D-Wade and LeBron. Who is Haslam on the Bucks? Who is he? Where is he at? Please find him. Locate Haslam for me. But, but to be fair, to be fair, I felt like Giannis sought this one out. Just based on watching him play, like, the guy was walking to the bench. And he's head, it's not like the guy came at him. He headbutts the man just walking to This is more on Giannis than on Giannis' team. Now, Brandon, that's, my point. that's my point, Evan. He, the culture is he's handling his own beefs. That's the culture. That is the problem. If you continue to do this stuff, take it on your own to handle those things, is a problem for a culture of a team. But here's the it's thing. Superstar shouldn't do that. It's one thing if a guy comes at your player and guys get your player to come back at him. The guy was literally walking. The coach didn't even stick. The coach was like, shut you up. You saw Coach Moodle. He was like, what is going on? But look at this. If you look at previous play, he was getting under his skin. So he should have been checked during the game before that happened. If you look at several other plays, you'll see him checking him and, and pushing Giannis and doing all these things. And nobody ran up and said, yo, Give him a hip check or something. Just tell him, yo, get, don't do it to our guy. And he didn't do that. So it kind of time out. You're walking to your bench. There's no heat of the moment. Giannis just goes and approaches dude. Giannis, Giannis has been a hothead all playoffs. The man is obviously missing something. <laughs> hey, Evan, are you, are you trying to tell me uh, Giannis sees everything happening? Nobody else on the floor sees what's going on? What I'm nobody else, you, nobody what I'm trying, else even on. What I'm trying to tell you is there was no reason to initiate contact with the guy. It wasn't as if they were jawing back and forth going to the huddle. It was but, my man walking, and he yeah. just says, you know but what? Look prior to what happened. If you look prior to what happened, look prior to what happened. You would see him when Jan's trying to get a position. He, the guy would throw his shoulder to his back. 
you would see he would he was agging him on. He was agging him on. And the other players just saw that and said, yo, let's switch up. Take get a technical foul or something. Look at Butler. What Butler Evan, did? Chris Paul. I, right. Chris We're talking Paul about threw, a bum. We're talking about a bum. Hey, hey, Evan, <laughs> let me let me be very clear, Evan. If if Giannis is on my team and 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 that guy does that to him, that guy's gonna have to see me about something. Yeah. Or he's gonna know he's gonna have to see me. He Giannis is out of it now because you messing with my bag now. Yeah. <laughs> if this guy gets out, he means that much to my career. John Giannis has capability of getting me paid. You know what I'm saying? So if Giannis is out because he gotta handle his own beefs, it's on the team. There's no if, ands, or but about it. Old school basketball, these new school basketball, I don't know if it's that or it's just the bad culture in, in the Bucks. But here's what I'm saying. I'm saying it was almost like, yo, where this coming from? I'm not saying. Oh, no. Have you, like you didn't watch, have you watched Bucks games? Giannis is always defending himself. I do know that. But Giannis always, always defending himself. He, he shouldn't be. That's yeah. what my point is. It's a culture. He shouldn't be defending himself, bro. He should not be defending himself every time. So, guys, like, look at it like this. Like, let's take the Clippers, for instance, because they're just my favorite. Let's say somebody is on the floor bodying Kawhi, elbowing him in his back, you know, pushing him around the court. You know how fast Patrick Beverly would would be over there fighting? And so, the Morris twin? Huh? Oh the Morris twin? The Morris twin they just got? He's going to be over there. Oh, my goodness. He won't have to lift a finger. Kawhi won't have to lift a finger. Right. So I definitely agree with what Calvin was saying. Like, we all remember Ron Artest, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. He did not He did not play, even on Rasheed Wallace. Y'all remember him on the Pistons? Yo, that dude. You, you know, got to have that person, Dion. You got to have that person on the team. You got to have that guy. I agree with Kelvin on this. Like, you cannot have your star player out there trying to scrap. Or think he got to defend so, himself. He, so, shouldn't, he shouldn't believe he got to defend himself. So, was something wrong with, with, with OKC? Because it always seemed like to me like, like uh, Russell Westbrook was going after people. It always seemed like Katie was getting in verbal altercations with people. And... I guess you had you, you had you had the percolator out there, kind of. You had perk. You had a lot. You had you had multiple different dudes. But I'm but saying Russ, you see Russ getting stuff by himself, regardless yeah, but, of people getting. But, people, but you also see people trying to hold Westbrook back all the time too. Now Westbrook is just uh, he's erratic. He's erratic on the court. He's erratic mm -hmm. in his personality. But it, you always see people trying to take up for him or protect him from himself. What I'm saying is I don't see that in Milwaukee. If Giannis is that that attitude guy, he always jumps the gun. Then who's protecting him from himself? I don't True. see nothing but allowing that man to go freelance, and and it's a problem. It's a cultural problem. It is. It is. I agree. Like you, you can't have me out there fighting, and and, and I'm your star player. Like I yep. am your ticket to deep in the playoffs, potentially winning the East, and getting that bag. Right, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> you might have to fight me in the locker room for messing my money up. <laughs> So let us transition into the most exciting part of the bubble, which is now the playoffs. Um, we have our first, first round schedule is set. We have our teams. We know who's playing who. And now we're going to go down and make our predictions as to who we think would win each series. So without further ado, let us get started. Clippers versus the Mavericks. Who wins that series? And what is your prediction as far as um, numbers? Like, are we talking 4-1, 4-2, seven games? I'm going to give it six games. Uh, of course, Clippers. Okay. Clippers in five. I agree. Um, they playing the Mavs, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think it's go. I think it goes five day five games because they're gonna um, they're gonna put they're gonna keep switching Paul George and uh, Kawhi on Luca and they're gonna cut that water off. Mm -hmm. I I think the Clippers are gonna win in five as well. The only reason why I gave the Mavs a game because I have to account for Luca, um, and I have to account for Porzingis. You know, having like a great game. However, the season series hasn't been great. The Clippers beat them. They're 3-0. and 
um, during the regular season. And this is with Luca going off. You know, this is with him playing vintage Luca. And for that reason, I'm just like, that mm, they they don't have it in them. But just off of the benefit of the doubt, I'll give them one game. Let's move on to the Lakers and Blazers. Mm. I'm going to be nice. I would have said the Lakers sweep, but I got to give Dame. I'm going to give Dame at least one game, five. Lakers and five. Let me, let me say five too quick because I know Evan's got a rebuttal for it, and we can get into it afterwards. But I'm just going with Phil. I'm saying four to one, Lakers. I think Lakers and six. I think that – well, I'll let the end go and I'll explain why. Um, I actually had the Lakers in four. Uh, <laughs> More bold than all of us. <laughs> wow. That is accounting for Dame and his heroics, but I, ugh, I just don't see – with the Blazers playing absolutely no defense right now, I really don't see how they're going to be able to match up against um, LeBron and AD. So I'm calling a sweep. Okay, so here, here's my call. The reason why I think Lakers in six, I think that the Blazers are going to get to some problems on the perimeter. I think that I think that they're going to have problems with McCollum and and with um, excuse me and with um, Dame. I think I think I think the thing about about the Blazers they have a lot of offensive firepower. And my thing is, unless the Lakers are are just were playing the whole time, they're just going to turn on the defense. I think the Lakers are going to have struggles defensively as well. If you're talking about Lakers with Avery Bradley and their typical roster, I think four, maybe five. But I think with the way this thing's constructed, all the Clippers need to do, all the, all the Blazers need to do is stay within fighting distance of the game, striking distance. And I think they, can, they, they will give matchup problems to those who are going to be guarding Dame and Cesar McCullum. Plus, I think Nurkic, you know, obviously AD is going to have his way with Nurkic. Mm-hmm. But I think that Nurkic will still be able to give a little bit of offense. So I, I think that the Blazers will have a good series with the with the Lakers. But I think Lakers ultimately win. Well, Evan, did you account for CJ's back injury? Like when you when you took that into account, because he's he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, I just think that. The, the Blazers have a lot of offensive firepower. Power. Even Melo's been playing well. Um, and so I think, I, think, I think they will give the Lakers some problems. Um, I, but obviously, I think the veterans will ultimately walk it out. Okay. Fair enough. Let's go on to the Nuggets and Jazz. Well, this is my, this is my upset, man. Um, I'm going with the Jazz winning this series four to three. I think it goes to seven, and I'm going with the Jazz. I think the Nuggets, but in seven. Um, they <laughs> they have a, a tall team, and and I think they're learning to play with each other well. So I think the pieces they have, um, even though it's a couple of new pieces, but they, they, the way they play their offense. And they will give. They go give. Um, they gonna give uh, Utah some 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 problems scoring because they linked. So I think it's gonna be probably a seven game series. But I Kevin, think the Nuggets will come out. Kevin, did you know that um, Mike Conley left the bubble? Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that messed me up right there. Uh, I might have changed my. <laughs> so I don't know when. But I don't know when he's coming back. But also there's that waiting period where he's quarantined when he comes back. Yeah, I didn't know that. I might have to thank you, Evan. You saved me right there. <laughs> I had to reconsider without Michael Conley. I I just was going to the fact that they it's it's a it's a proven team. Um they have they playoff have experience and I think the Nuggets is pretty young. Um and I think they, they kinda match up well with each other. But I was going I was riding uh, Mitchell, the defense from Goldberg and uh Conley, of course. So uh gotta revisit that one. Okay. Now the Nuggets Am I wrong? Did the Nuggets go to East, uh, Western Conference Finals last year? Or they, they went. They got. I thought they. Beat the, I think it was the Blazers in the uh, Blazers in the. Oh um, uh, yeah. State. So um, 
Yeah, you're right. It was Blazers. Um, I like the Nuggets, man. I think, I think, I think, um, I think Nuggets are a very strong team. Um, particularly Jokic. Um, I mean, he, him and Dane were going back and forth. Now, obviously, they're not playing each other. They were going back and forth. So, I think, I think, with Gobert, I think, I don't think Jokic's going to just manhandle him. But I think with Jokic has enough skill sets to where he's able to move that ball. He's able to make the team around him just just better and score. And the thing about him is he's a sloppy, but all he needs to do is get on a roll. And he's and he and I don't see. I, I think I think the Nuggets um, in six. I um, agree that it will be the Nuggets. I think this may go to seven games, though. And um, looking at the season series, the Nuggets um, won, like, all of the games during the seasons, to my understanding. But when you look at the margin of victory, they were all within, like, six points, like a six-point margin. Two of those games were in three points. And when I look at numbers like that, this is what I tell people when I make arguments, let's not just look at the wins and losses, look at how a team won or how they lost. I feel like the Jazz can pull it together and turn those two point, that two point loss, that three point loss into a victory. And so, because I feel like they're so evenly matched, um, and that it could really swing anyway on a given night. Given what they have shown me during the regular season, I feel like the Nuggets still have it, but that they might push this to seven. Yeah, and then and then with that too, I think um, you know people talk about uh, the rookie. Um, what's the kid name? Porter. For Nuggets Porter. I mean, he's a, he, he's he's inexperienced. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what he's going to bring. If if he's one of the guys you're relying on to bring you to the finish line. It's a unproven. It's a wild card there. So since I don't know, I'm not willing just to you know cash my cash my chips in with him. But like y'all said, I, I think we all. Um, I thought it was going to be upset if Conley very well was at full strength, but since not, I still think it's a six to seven game series. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Rockets and OKC. Chris Paul's game. Chris Paul is going to take over this game. Rockets are going home. Dan Tony's getting fired. It's a wrap. Oh, OKC in six. The numbers, the numbers. OKC in six. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with Phil here. I think, I think OKC wins this. I think that Russ is injured. He's not really full strength. Um, and I think that – I think Harden – I think CP3 knows Harden's game. And I think he's going to really be on his players by how to guard him, what to do, and all those other things. Uh, and I don't think – I mean, Harden is a great player, but it seems like when, when tensions are ratcheted up, he disappears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have OKC in sets, man. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, man. I feel like people aren't talking about him, but – this guy, his basketball IQ is ridiculous. He is a floor general. And you can still rely on him for his offense. And I'm like, you got a Chris Paul on your team against an ailing Rockets. You know, Westbrook is, you know, not fully healthy. And I always bet against James Harden. And so... <laughs> For those reasons, I agree. OKC insists. And, and uh, we're all going to OKC. Nah. Changing my mind last minute. <laughs> going with the Rockets. Because <laughs> I don't want to go with anybody, first of all. I'm not going to everybody. I'm going with the Rockets. If Westbrook if Westbrook comes back, is he supposed to be back in, to play game one? If he's, if he's playing. I'm nope. going with them. One, I don't think game one. Yep. And because I think if I'm if I'm sure, if I'm right, um, Schroeder uh, yeah. is not, not playing, playing, right? So that's twenty. That's twenty points consistently that they had coming off their bench. That's gone. If OKC wins the series, 
it's be it, the MVP of the series would be Stephen Adams. I, I believe Stephen Adams would be the reason why they 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 would win. But mm-hmm. I think if they if 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 Westbrook comes back healthy and Harden comes back healthy, I think they can be OKC. Okay, and and you would put that at six games. I, I'm I'm putting it at seven. Rockets okay. at seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let us head over to the East. I'm gonna just say my prediction: Bucks, Magic, Milwaukee, and four. Concur. Milwaukee and four. Bye bye, Orlando. Yeah, Milwaukee and four. Milwaukee and four. I got. I'm with you. I'm sorry, I had him in five. I'm sorry. I got Milwaukee in five. I got Milwaukee. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got him losing one game. Well, in in all fairness, they were able to steal a game um last playoffs against them. So a- anything can happen. Over and under on uh Giannis headbutting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over for 0. 0.5. <laughs> All right, let's do um, the Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we just saw Brooklyn playing real scrappy. You had Levert out there looking like, you know, maybe maybe sick, great value version Jordan. But nonetheless, he was playing. So what do you guys think is going to happen in that series? Sweep. Number one, they don't play defense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't play defense neither. So uh-huh. I'm going to say it's a sweep. Uh, the Raptors, defender champions, take care of their business and send these guys home. Okay. Raptors in five. I think mm-hmm. the I think the Nets will pull, steal a game. I think that, um, you know, Karis Levert is better than a lot of people give him credit for, really. I mean, he's been doing this all year. Yeah. Um, I think if yeah, Spencer did what he might go six, but I think, I think, that's the one game. Yeah. I have the Raptors in five as well. Like, I, I mean, I have to account for at least what I have started seeing from Brooklyn. And so I think they'll still won, but that's it. Yeah, and I got them. I have them. Um, I have the Raptors in six. <clears throat> I don't believe. I do not believe. Kyle, yeah, I hope you're not listening, brother. You're still my boy. But I do not believe that the Raptors are that good offensively. No, because they because I I don't think they're that good offensively. I'm not I'm not so big on them in the playoffs. I just I just don't have that good feeling. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, let's move <laughs> over to Boston and the Seventy Sixers. So. How, <laughs> how much games do you think the 76ers is going to win in this series loss? <laughs> One, maybe. <laughs> oh, how did she just word that? Did she word that again? I, I, I feel like it was disrespectful. <laughs> Dion, you're on the money. Then uh, They may win one. One game. One game. And they're going home right next to the Knicks. <laughs> no Evan? I'm going to go last. I'm going to go last. Okay, um, Kelvin. Well, I'm gonna go Celtics and four and six. Okay. Um, I will say, I will say that Boston will probably win it in five, and. I have concerns about Embiid's health. Like, does he have a wrist injury? Because I'm noticing that he's holding that wrist a lot. So I have concerns about his longevity in this series, in all honesty. Serious issue was his ankle. He had a little, a little, uh, you know, a little situation going on his wrist, but that wasn't concerning as much as his ankle. Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, and, and I know I, I didn't remember reading anything about his wrist being like some major injury, but I just noticed at times like he would he would hold it. So I was I was wondering if that was a concern. Um, of course, you have the huge gaping hole of Ben Simmons being injured. I mean, do we think Al is going to come in and step in and fill that gap? No. And so I I have to do Celtics in five. Hmm. 
Or y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, Ev. Come on. Bring it, bro. Bring it. What's the prophecy now? <laughs> Sixers and seven. Ooh, ooh, let's go. Uh, uh, uh you let's mean Sixers at 7-Eleven when the series <laughs> is done? Here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts. Okay. My, my honest thoughts. I think the series can go either way. Okay. I think the Sixers, I, I think the biggest thing is, uh, if Ben Simmons was playing, I'd say Sixers win it. Well, if Ben's not playing, I think it goes it goes either way. I think that if I were the Sixers, I would put Fiebel on 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 um, Kemba. Mm-hmm. Kemba has not figured out Fiebel all all season. Fiebel, his length has given him major problems. Um, but I'm not as scared of Gordon Hayward. The guys I'm the guys I'm most concerned about are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And Tatum, yeah. Those are the guys I'm most concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm not as concerned about Embiid. I believe that most of the stuff with Embiid has been it's this this stuff doesn't matter. We're preserving him for the playoffs. Okay. So I, I don't think that Boston's gonna have an answer for Embiid. The issue comes down to when he passes out the double teams that come, the mm-hmm. Sixers whether it be Tobias Harris or Al Horford, have to make the shot. They have to make the shot if they're open. Um, I think you got to take Shake Milton out the starting lineup. I think you have to start Alex Burke. But with, the only problem is the Sixers roster can't beat the Celtics. The only problem is Brett Brown. Mm. So, 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 Evan, thank you. If you were coaching, we probably could win this one. <laughs> but but since you're not, I'm thankful. <laughs> ben Simmons was a blessing in disguise. It was it's a, it was a whole Joseph moment. <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise because now it speeds up the process for Brett Brown to roll out of Philadelphia, and for that I'm grateful. I, I'm like you. I want them to win, but it's a I blessing will, in disguise. I will say this as well, I, and this is the last thing I'll say. What has impressed me over the last two games, even though they've been they lost one, then we beat the Rockets, but they, they rest their stars after the third quarter. The defense looked a lot better in those two games when Embiid was playing. Embiid left uh, the Raptors game early. And as Kelvin said, the Raptors don't have an impressive offense. But the problem is they were letting bad offenses beat them the whole, se- the whole time. So I've seen the defense look better. So for me, I really want to see what happens game one. Game one will tell me everything I need to know about the series. Because I'm still I, – I, I just really don't know, based upon what I saw the last two games with Embiid playing the way the defense played. I mean, they ta- they talented enough to win, um, but it comes down to coaching, which, yeah. which checks and I think the – Brad, Brad Stevens is light years ahead of Burt Brown as a coach. Evan, sound like – Ben you, Simmons, you, thank you, Ben. You're giving us every evidence that the Sixers is going to lose. <laughs> so <laughs> Sixers in seven. I, I, I you think haven't backed. You have not backed that up. Every evidence you have given supports that they're gonna lose. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, Boston is they're they're gonna be tough, man. Tough. This is easy cakewalk for them. Not only, but Evan was right. No, Evan, if you listen, Phil, mm-hmm. you had selective hearing when it comes to the Sixers too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> So if you listen, Evan made a very good point. Um, uh-huh. The Celtics have no interior defense, um, so to our advantage, they play a small lineup. When they have, when they play Kemba, they play a, three small forwards and a small point guard, and then an undersized center. So when you talk about Al Horford can pull, can have his way down there, mm-hmm. and Embiid is it should have, it should be it should be cupcakes, and we have enough shooters. To, to make make up for if the double team comes on the perimeter. So it's possible if we execute correctly because they don't match up well well with us on both sides either. Do you trust the coaching? Yeah, but I, I, mean, I no, understand. No, do you trust the coaching? Yeah, but I haven't trust come coaching and still seen teams win. I haven't trust, trust the coaching last year and I've seen us beat games in series that we didn't have no business winning. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's all going to come down to that. What I'm saying is you, you're right. But at the same time, we still could. It's possible. I think it's possible. I, I definitely don't think it's going to be a sweep. I definitely don't think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think it'll be in five. It's going to be a six or seven game series, in my opinion. Okay. okay. But it can go either way. 
But because all y'all picked Celtics, I have to pick the Sixers. (laughs) Thank you, man. At least somebody keep a hope alive. (laughs) (laughs) Substance of things hoped for. Evidence things not seen. (laughs) So let us close this one out and look at the Pacers versus Miami. Who are we taking and in how many games? Miami and six. What? I, I, this is, I know Miami has been beating them, beat them all season, but I think it's, it's going to be really tight. I think it's going to be a seven-game series. I really do, because I, I think the pace is already, and they're taking this personal, and Miami think they're going to clown them, so I think this is going to be a, a long series. But you, but you, Phil, you just said what? Like, you just didn't say a game <laughs> up like he just said six and you said seven you said like he said it was a sweep or something i was waiting for this like what are you gonna say they're gonna sweep or something <laughs> he like six and then he said seven you like what My, miami and seven Calvin, <laughs> i'm going with miami and six and my reason is because uh the pacers don't have their all-star sabonis and i think that's gonna be a big part um I think if they had him, then it'd be different. But since they don't, I got Miami at six. I also have Miami in six. I mean, and shoot, it might even be a five-game series. And um, TJ Warren, like, look, he killed it in the bubble, but with a not fully functioning Aladipo, I just don't know. I I just don't know what they have to throw at the Heat. So this might be a five or six-game series, in my opinion. No, no, but listen, this game, this one's going to have the most drama, some of it, because that background with uh, Jimmy Butler and and Warren, they despise each other. Mm. They despise each other. So, I, I mean, if anything, uh, somebody might go 1-0 one, one with the fight. Um, so, <laughs> somebody's going to take an L in that fight category. So, we'll, we'll see. And TJ ain't got nothing to lose. So. True. We'll sure. see how Jimmy Butler handles it because he was—he really got under his skin. If you—if you ever watched that, hmm. okay. Well, I, look, I'll be tuned in, watching every single game, taking notes. So, um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Um, please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign. Some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A-N-D, some dudes. Until next time.